Hello and welcome to the SEC Basketball Fevercast. I'm your host, Carter Michaels. Alongside me, as always, it's William Wallace. Hello, William. What's up? Hi, Carter. How's it going? Pretty, well, you know, it's going, I guess. Some, some, a lot of sadness recently, but... Yeah, some some sadness, but then, you know, it, it, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm. So true. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know what we're talking about. If you if, if you don't, I mean, great, because we're about to tell you. Let's go to the scoreboard one final unfortunate time here on the Fevercast, at least for this season. Um, so there was one game this week, a little, you know, small matchup between a mid-major school and the SEC. Um, <laughs> on a neutral site, actually, which is very interesting, you know. Not a lot of those. But the you no. know the, the mid majors coming up to play these these SEC teams. Um, in the final four in Phoenix, we had South Carolina versus Gonzaga. The final score there, Gonzaga seventy seven, South Carolina seventy three. No. And so the season is over. Yeah. It's over. I mean, yeah, no more games after that. Uh, somehow uh, somehow the season turned out to be i mean uh, the, the past couple of weeks have just been an amazing time oh, yeah. uh, going into the tournament i really did not think that this is where we would be uh anywhere anywhere close to this talking about south carolina in the final four or right. yeah. you know even kentucky in the final four it would have been I mean, a treat but south carolina like come on yeah i think I don't know. I mean, if you told me an SEC team was for sure going to make it, I probably would have said Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean, maybe Florida, but yeah. I probably would have even said like Arkansas before South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here we were. The Gamecocks uh, living the dream. I mean, this, this to me, you know, if, if I'm a South Carolina fan, you, you know, given the, the history of the program, I there's... This result does not make me sad at all, in reality. I mean, to lose to a a one seed in the Final Four when you're a seven seed, your first ever Final Four, dream run. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could ask for more than that. No. I mean, the past past three games that South Carolina has played, I think you would have had that same explanation if they had lost. Yeah, and they lost competitively, too. This wasn't like, you know... They didn't just get blown out. They didn't lose by forty. I mean, mm-hmm. this was you know they, they this was a tie game with, you know, like less than a minute left. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, the game was definitely within their grasp, but unfortunately, yep. just didn't didn't have quite enough. Um, Gonzaga really did a good job of taking Thornwell out of the game, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he still had fifteen points, but like. He wasn't able to just take over like he has uh, in South Carolina's wins in this tournament, uh, which that was huge. I mean, also just speaking of huge, Gonzaga being huge is really what uh, I think made the difference. They were able to, yeah, they were able to take Thorma out of the game because of their size, and then South Carolina just didn't have anybody that could could really match up very well. Yeah, um, Karnowski in particular, or Karno- Karnowski, mm-hmm. depending on. Uh, how you how you prefer to pronounce that uh, doesn't show extremely highly in the stats, 
but uh, he had a huge effect on the game in the first half before he got his eye poked out. Um, I forget who it was that did that, but uh, a pretty monstrous block on Karnofsky resulted in an eye injury, and he was out for a lot of the game uh, following that. He, he did play a couple minutes uh, afterwards, but yeah, I mean, um, still he, played he, he, controlled, he controlled the, the paint in the first half, and, and South Carolina could not really deal with him. Yeah, um, and I, I think also you talk about his stats not showing up. I think just in general, Gonzaga's bigs having such a big game uh, allowed Nigel Williams Goss to be a lot more open and score like score twenty three points, which you know he's apt to do anyway. But when you're having to focus so closely down low, that tends to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah Nigel, so- Nigel Williams Goss is really the MVP for for the Zags. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like so many times the ball would get, you know, the ball would penetrate South Carolina's defense and get into the the paint, and everyone would swarm, and then they would just kick it out to Nigel for, mm. for for a quick shot at wide open. You know, uh, it happened over and over and over again. Um, South Carolina's defense did do better in the second half. They allowed forty five points in the first half, which is almost unheard of. Yeah. Uh, it actually and, may be unheard of for South Carolina. I wouldn't really be surprised. And a large part of that came at the very end of the half. You know, final couple minutes, South Carolina let Gonzaga go on a big run and didn't score for the final two and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, it, 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 you know, credit to South Carolina. They, they did what they've done this whole tournament in that it looked like it might be getting out of hand with, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes left in the game. You know, mm-hmm. Gonzaga won that big run in the half, kind of kept building the lead throughout the second half. And then with 10 minutes, South Carolina, boom, goes on, uh, you know, 14-point run, comes back and ties it, even takes the lead. And, yeah, from then on, it was, it was a, you know, closely fought battle. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, South Carolina played about as well as you can ask in this game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was swingy. Not a lot of lead changes, but the ones that uh, did occur, you know, uh, were, were the result of pretty monstrous effort by South Carolina to fight back into the game. Um, South, I mean, Gonzaga just shot extremely well, and it was a result of just having such a presence in the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was not a lot South Carolina could have done better. Um, they they forced turnovers, which is is another way that they have won so many uh, games again, or so many upsets this tournament. Um, but they just weren't able to score as consistently off of those turnovers as they have in the past. Um, shot a lot of threes as well, something that we've talked about them doing, uh, particularly in the first halves of games, kind of kind of shooting threes when they really should have been attacking the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up with more threes than Gonzaga in this game. Yeah, I mean, one more three. Gonzaga still took 19 to their 20, so it's not like this mm-hmm. was a totally lopsided three-point attempts differential, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I mean, South Carolina, like we've said, plays better when they don't just jack up a lot of threes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like I feel like that number should have been closer to, like, you know, 14 or 15. But, you know. Yeah. If, if they're making them, then this is a totally different discussion we're having. So, you know. Um, yeah, every, ch- every chance they could have gotten to shoot free throws would have inch them closer to winning this game i mean only losing by four you have to think just a couple mm. uh, possessions with better shot selection might have seen this game result differently so 
that that's a little heartbreaking, but still, we're talking about a historic performance for South Carolina, uh, and to come within inches, and I, I feel like it was inches. They, they were outmatched in a lot of ways, uh, but through sheer effort, they, they made this game extremely close, and I think that is a um, something we should all be proud of. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think we've talked enough about this game specifically. I want to kind of, we talked a little bit about South Carolina, how they should feel. Um, I want to dial it back even further. So the whole tournament for the SEC at least is done. How, how are you feeling about it? About just how we did? I feel great. I yeah. mean, it, it, you know, to have a team not named Kentucky or Florida in the final four, to have three SEC mm-hmm. teams in the elite eight. Uh, I mean, you would know better than I, but uh, that that's whether that is, you know, you know what you would know better than I, whether that has happened in recent memory. Uh, um, SEC teams. Yeah, SEC in, teams. Or, sorry, in, in the Elite Eight? or Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Let's see, the, the last time three SEC teams were in the final four, or the Elite Eight, I think was 1986. It was, oh gosh. Now I'm going to look at I know, I know Auburn was one. Of course. I was going to say, that sounds like something um, it would have been. I know Auburn was one of those teams. I'm quickly Wikipediaing this. I think, I mean, I want to say Kentucky, but that might just be because it was Kentucky. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, Auburn, LSU, and Kentucky were in that Final Four. Um, only LSU advanced as an 11 seed to the Final Four. Or sorry, they were in that Elite Eight. So kind of similar situation. Three, yeah. Three, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's been 30 years. Uh, yeah. Since so, and then ten years since a non-Florida or Kentucky team made it, when LSU again made the Final Four. Yeah. Um, so, to to take a season that has I feel sort of started similarly to other um, lackluster SEC seasons. I mean, mm. our our record in the regular season against non-conference opponents is, uh, especially against Power Five, is not very good. Um, that was bad. And. and a great run in the tournament does not change that fact. Uh, I think, I think this will get everyone talking about the SEC. It has gotten everyone talking about the SEC. Um, Mm. but to really have success, I don't want to sound negative. I mean, this is a great thing, but to, to really have success going into next season and the seasons after that, we're going to have to improve in, uh, you know, throughout the season from start to finish, not just have a great run at the end of the season. Um, yeah. Ultimately, that is what gets people talking, and that's where the trophies come from. But if we want to be a basketball conference, we're going to have to really beat up on some people in the regular season. Yeah, and I, I like how you said that because I think, yeah, this this tournament is a great starting point to me. I think this is the first time the SEC has finally delivered on the focus and the, you know, I guess the, like, attempt to shift the perception into, you know, the SEC being, like, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think, yeah, this is kind of the first real fruit we've seen of that. Because, uh, I mean, you know, look at the coaches there in the SEC compared to 10 years ago. I mean, it's, it's night and day. I mean, some of them are the same, yeah. just maybe in different places. But <laughs> in general, it, you know, a high, high, higher quality coaches, higher quality recruiting, higher quality scheduling, it's finally rearing into something that is 
yielding results. And so I hope the SEC can carry this momentum into next year. Because like you said, now the spotlight's on the SEC. People are saying, okay, we see you. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just Kentucky anymore. Mm-hmm. You guys are beating these teams in, in the postseason when it matters. So what are you made of? Like, yep. and, and I think going into next season, that's going to be huge to see if, you know, these SEC teams can answer the call. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I'm, I'm very encouraged. I, it went better than you could have really hoped, I think. Yeah, I mean, you start, know, at the start of the tournament, I never, ever would have thought it would have ended like this. No. Um, and, you know, one team making the Final Four, regardless of who it is, sure. But, yeah, I mean, having three teams in the Elite Eight, uh, you know, having basically every team that lost other than Florida, you know, well, even Florida, really, like every team that lost, lost competitively. You know, mm-hmm. everyone showed up. Even Vanderbilt losing the first round. They really could have won that game. You know, Arkansas <laughs> really could have beaten UNC. Uh, I mean, and UNC is playing the championship. Yeah. Uh, like, and, you know, that you're talking about third or fourth best team in the conference nearly knocking them off in the second round. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the SEC is is has to be happy with with how this went down. It's not quite the women, you know. Shout out to Mississippi State and South Carolina. Yes, sir. Um, congrats, South Carolina, for winning the championship. Um, but Mississippi State got, I think, the more significant win, if that could be, more historic win. Yeah, more historic. Being sure. being UConn, obviously snapping 111 game winning streak. So we're not quite to that level yet, but we were we were close. We weren't that mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we were two, three games away from Kentucky and South Carolina going at it uh, Monday night. So soon, <laughs> I, I think. I think. I think the good days. Uh, you know, this is this is the dawn of something really exciting for the conference. I hope uh, so. So, yeah, you know, I think I think we can cut it off here. Really, I mean, the short episode this week. Not a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to have one more episode, though, next week, just probably at the normal time. Uh, we're going to do awards. We're going to just kind of talk about the whole season in, you know, more in-depth, maybe talk a little bit about next year. Mm. Mm. Don't yeah. even get me started on next year already. It's, I mean, counting down the days, like 200 days. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, so that's going to be next week, so look forward to that. That'll probably be... That'll probably be a pretty meaty episode. So sorry, this one's a little short, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give you something good to to really like a, a nice big shocking season finale to <laughs> get you ready for next year. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna be doing that. We have to. I have some ideas what, we, what we're gonna do. So we'll we'll have to figure okay. that out. We'll we'll discuss it later in this week. But cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, William is hearing about all this as you are, listener. So I'm, I'm just excited as <laughs> as the listeners. Yes, uh, so we're doing that next week. Um, so we'll be back. But for now, thank you, th- thank you so much for listening, uh, keeping up with us all season, um, and all that stuff. So congrats to the Gamecocks for making the Final Four, and everyone else for participating. <laughs> uh, so yeah as always you can find us at soundcloud.com slash fevercast or uh on twitter at fevercast you can find us itunes stitcher tune in wherever you listen to podcasts we're probably on there uh be sure to like us rate us subscribe to us tell your friends um tell everyone you know 
We appreciate uh, all your support. Um, William, got anything to say before we totally sign off? No. Uh, you know, maybe maybe next week would be better for the for the complete sign off. But this has been this has been a fantastic season. This tournament has been one of the most fun uh, NCAA tournaments I've watched, and uh, I've really I've really enjoyed it. Go SEC. Peace, guys.